0: it just skips from right from four to one because that's how it works <laughs> hey what's up folks and welcome back to another episode of the cooped up podcast the podcast that after 25 seasons is calling it quits that's right i don't know how we got the 25 somehow glad we did it but uh yeah it's another episode you know how it be it's uh the cooped up podcast your one-stop shop for all things pop culture and everything in between i as always am your lovely host koopa and sitting down with me this week, folks, talk about some very, you know, uh, some scattered subjects. It was outside of, you know, uh, today when some some pretty juicy news dropped regarding Scarlett Johansson v. Disney. Uh, it's been a pretty <laughs> light news week, but uh, I decided to bring back uh, a returning guest. We last spoke to him when uh, Zack Snyder violated our lives. With the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Feels like forever ago, but it was only a few months ago. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the podcast. My friendo, Super Glintendo. Glenn, how are you?
1: What's up, bro? How are you,
0: son? <laughs> I'm doing good. I can't complain. Dude. But I asked you the question. Now I'll answer it.
1: Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Dude, Scarlett Johansson v. Disney should actually just be the next MCU movie. Like, that's like the only thing that's bigger <laughs> than thanos is disney as a corporation like <laughs> that would, yeah that would actually be insane like if disney just snaps and star wars is gone and like all the franchises <laughs> are gone
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that. Well, we'll, we'll I, I figure we, we'll touch on that because uh, that actually does springboard into something else that I was going to talk about today. So it works. Uh, but we'll talk about it in, a, in a bit. But Glenn, it's been a, it's been a couple of months since we last talked to each other. How have how have you been since we uh, since you know are, are, have you recovered from the Snyder Cut? Are you all right?
1: Dude. Are you Zack Snyder cool yet? Dude, I don't even think about that movie. And <laughs> I guess that's a good thing about it is that like it was forgettably bad. Right. And like sometimes (laughs) a movie's a movie like, like for example, Batman and Robin from the 90s, that movie's Mm. unforgettably bad, which is worse because it's like, all right, like I, this movie's going to haunt my soul for the next, you know, century of my life. Whereas the Snyder Cut, it's just as forgettable as the official one that came to theaters. Actually, no, you know what? Let's just. We don't want to dwell on this too much because we already did a whole podcast on it. But now that I've had time to sleep on it and it's been a couple months, the original theatrical release of Justice League is unforgettably bad. Like it's actually just (laughs) so – it's like so bad, dude. But the Snyder Cut, it's forgettably bad, which is actually not – it's not that bad. (laughs) It's like, all right, you can watch this. You'll forget about it. And then it will be like it never happened. So that's better, in my opinion. That's much better than uh, Unforgettably Bad.
0: Yeah, you know what? There's, it's, there, I've seen some bad movies in my life. I've spoken to this with multiple friends, you included, but I enjoy a bad movie if it's like, you know, like, haha bad. But like, I agree. Like, I haven't thought once about the Snyder cut until I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't talked to Glenn since we talked about that movie. It's like, it passed through my system like most lunches and dinners do. So, for the most part, but. yeah. <laughs> Question, by will, the way, yeah, go, I gotta go ahead, ask. Go I
1: gotta ask up top before we go any further. Game rewards. What's the official cooped up podcast policy on game rewards?
0: What uh, language you're allowed...
1: am I not allowed to say? I just want to know how free I am, bro. How have we? Are...
0: Have I? Have I ever not told you this before? I don't you can remember curse on my
1: podcast. I don't. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So we do <laughs> oh my, my show together <laughs> regularly, right? And <laughs> yes, like, we do. we're not gratuitous. But because I'm usually pretty gratuitous in my like daily life when I'm not like recording a show or doing anything, official, I can confirm that. Yeah. yeah, like I'm pretty gratuitous. So when I was doing my show, I made it like it was a policy. It was like, all right, dude, if I don't, if I don't like make this a law early on, it's gonna get out of hand immediately. It's gonna be just the worst podcast of all time. So I had to like hard write because I was already so on the hard left, you know what I mean? Now we're in the center, it's good. All right, every now and then we'll drop a bomb on the podcast, but like, that's fine because we we started on such a like extreme correction that now it's like, all right, we're good. So anyway, that's why I wanted to ask like right now, I'm like, I don't remember asking you before, I just assumed I can't do it because I I don't want to do it, you know what I mean? But now that I'm a little bit more tame, I want to know how tight <laughs> is the leash, Kyle. Let me put it. Let, let me put tight it to you is this that week. Leash, bro.
0: So, so you know me in my in my line of work. I uh, when I don't do this and you know do my day job, I'm an esports commentator, in which I am required to be very buttoned up, like pretty much all the time. Uh, so I decided if listen if I can't say fuck when I'm commentating. I'm going to allow myself to say fuck on my podcast. So, <laughs> okay, I'm so, gotcha. so you you got a pretty long leash. Just don't, Sony, just don't say anything you'd say in front of my mom. How gotcha. about that? I
1: got gotcha. you. I got All right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we, 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 we just have a chat, but, uh, Glenn, how have you been? How,
1: how, how are things going since the last time we spoke to you? You eating well? You're, you're drinking right? I'm What's pretty good, man. I mean, I've been, uh, things have been going pretty good the last couple of weeks, specifically just like, you know, work stuff nothing that i need to get into details about here but you know the podcast is fun to do i do that every week it's been fun going back to smash events i've been playing a lot of games watching a lot of movies i've been uh you know mainlining pop culture as you and this podcast are here to fucking do every week um i'm good i don't know is there anything specifically that you want to ask me like or any specific pocket about my life you (laughs) want you want to know about my love life like you want to know like what i had for dinner like how specific do you want to be here, Kyle? Uh, do you? What's your social? Just so I can get this <laughs>
0: down in writing. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you know just. Just trying to catch up. As again, I'll I'll say it at the top, as you always do on your show that we do, you know, sporadically together. Uh, Glenn is also the host of the Glintendo podcast, a weekly Super Smash Brothers slash, uh, you know, gaming in general, uh, podcast. Uh, which yes, I am. I've said multiple times that I am the uh, the Ronnie Chang to your uh, John Stewart on the Daily Show. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of pop up every now and then.
1: <laughs> no, oh boy, that's to, hilarious! To make, to make
0: it, yeah, to make it into the credits. So. Yeah. You know what? Hold uh, yeah. on.
1: Uh, before we go any further, I want to say one thing. I think at this point, you know, you you're on pretty regularly, and and it's not like a a special guest thing. Like you're kind of like the Colbert to if I'm gonna be, you know, John Stewart, Daily Show. You're more like the Colbert guy now. You know what I mean? Oh, so I that's like I that's that's, that's that's like we're we're pretty much even now. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just some sideshow that appears every now and then. <laughs> you hear that
0: CBS? I'm coming for you.
1: Yeah. First the cooped
0: up podcast, then the Glintendo podcast, and then I'm coming for you, Steven. Late night. Uh, yeah. I lo- I, oh man, love Colbert. I I I'm I'm here for that. But yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Um. But yeah, you know, g- glad to hear you. Glad to have you back for what's been a, a bit of a fun week. And yeah, listen, when I invited you on, you know, there, we're we're going to talk about some fun stuff this week because, you know, when I invited you on earlier in the week, uh, the biggest story of the week. Was this uh, a, an article by Variety that uh, announced that uh, a Pokemon live action series had been ordered by Netflix, which is fun, which led me down the rabbit hole of being, you know, going back through the history of the live action remakes and seeing, you know, if it's kind of over as it's welcome, how we feel about it. Again, we're people, you know, we frequent the media. Uh, together, that is constantly being you know brought to the silver screen and and you know uh, and so on and so forth. So I figured it'd be a fun little conversation. But like we just mentioned at the top, uh, the hottest story of the last couple of days has been uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney for breach of contract. So Variety, a website that I frequent very uh, often for you know a lot of my news on you know on media and stuff, uh, has been pretty busy these last couple uh, days. Glenn, I don't know if you caught yeah, much of the definitely. story yet.
1: I mean, it's it's funny because like. Um, I don't really keep up with the MCU stuff that much anymore. Like, for example, I haven't even seen black widow. Um, I know a lot about superheroes, but like, I'm just over the, the universe stuff and like the movies. Um, but then this headline was just so insane that I was like, what? Like I actually was super interested in it and I'm dead serious. They should just make this a movie like black (laughs) widow, the Avengers versus Disney, bro. So, um, (laughs) yeah. I don't really – so it's it's actually hard to follow because, like, this headline was, like – it was kind of insane, so I started looking at it just, like, for fun. And, again, like, the only thing that we really have seen is, like, statements from, like, each side's, like, legal team. So, like, you know, of course, they're going to – things like, this is completely ridiculous. Like, both sides are saying it, and it's, like, kind of hard from a distance to tell who's who or whatever. But yeah, what it seems like happened is that, like, uh, a lot of times movie stars, they have – like different um they kind of make different money depending on like different feats that the uh movie achieves so for example they'll be like oh hey you know if you want to be in this movie in your contract it'll say that like you'll make a bonus if the box office exceeds this amount and then you'll make another bonus if the box office exceeds that amount and so what i think happened based off of like the whatever i can like piece together is that scarlett johansson is making less money off of this movie because they chose to put it out in theaters and stream it at the same exact time. And usually they've been like staggering the stream to be a couple weeks out so that it doesn't hurt the opening box office. And so I think that that's what, what happened is like, you know, she's mad that her contract says like, Hey, um, it's supposed to be delayed a couple weeks or whatever, so that I don't get, you know, destroyed my, my, uh, what what is it? Incentives or what, what's yeah? Like, like what's the the word for like you know the uh I, I, there's like such a common word that I can't be on blanking on where it's like these are your
0: um, not royalties. No no uh, no. I like, know I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, I know the word, but I'll, yeah, I'll it's like it basically like
1: <laughs> you know these are my stretch goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: exactly. Like and like you're ruining it because obviously if you stream a movie the same day it comes out in theaters the amount of people are going to go to theaters to see it is a lot less. So obviously there's also the global pandemic end of it, which Disney tried to throw back at her. Like, yeah, that was kind of wild. Uh Yeah.
0: Like, I don't know how, like, so, again, uh, for people that might not be in the know, again, Scarlett Johansson uh, has been tied to Marvel and Disney for nine movies. She is one of the OG Avengers. And believe it or not, this, and, and the I knew that this was a thing, but it kind of blew my mind that Black Widow is only, like, the second, like, female-led movie in the MCU, which, like, blows my fucking mind. What's the first
1: one? Oh, uh, Captain Marvel? It was ca-
0: Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it definitely, like... uh blew my mind uh even though like i knew that that was a thing for a while i was like it's just one of those things where if you say it out loud it kind of like you know catches you by surprise a bit but right um yeah this was so it's, it's very murky and awkward and from what i understand i believe there was an agreement between disney and scarlett johansson back in like 2017 that uh you know scarlett johansson would receive you know like uh I don't if I don't know if it's like royalties or something or some sort of like we said there's a common word for it but Scarlett Johansson would be paid more money uh, on top of what uh, you know she was paid for the movie which by the way Disney also like you know said that in their statement what her salary was which is like mega fucked up <laughs> like that was super not cool. Um, like that, that, that whole statement was just littered with problems and it was (laughs) really, it was really, really bad. But this, this agreement was made back in like 2017 where, you know, Scarlett Johansson would make X amount of money, you know, tied to how, what a movie does in the box office. And, you know, obviously, uh, with how, you know, uh, studios have been releasing their films, Uh, you know, with uh, these staggered releases. You know, Disney's uh, again, that opening box office weekend for Black Widow was great. And then, you know, as someone that keeps up with the movies, uh, it just com- it completely tanked like the next two weekends, which was really, really bad for it. And yeah, I know. And I know that other studios have been doing this. And I'm very curious how uh, Warner Brothers goes about this, because I know Warner Brothers has, you know, what, you know, Disney Plus does it where they'll put their. Uh, certain movies behind paywalls, like you have to pay like thirty bucks for premier right. access to like access the movie. I know that what Warner Brothers does is that oh, you their movie releases simultaneously, but then it goes away after like two weeks. So I don't know yeah. how I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how like that affects their box office numbers as well. So I'm curious how much of that is gonna come to the forefront with this now that Scarlett Johansson has kind of taken a step to be like, hey, like this isn't cool, but
1: yeah, this whole yeah, thing it's, is it's, like it's weird. This whole thing is just like the Wild West, bro, because it's like, yeah, <laughs> number one, you have that things were already like transitioning into streaming already. And then you have the pandemic, which basically just was nail in the coffin. Like before the pandemic, like for years, people have been talking about how like outside of the giant Marvel movies in the summer, m- like movie theaters are really struggling to stay afloat. And then you have the pandemic happening and it's like nail in the coffin. And then you have like, for example, this Scarlett Johansson situation, it's that in a lot of you have like a lot of these old um, these old contract uh, tropes or or, or like these old models of how to get paid. So, for example, um, in her contract, it's like a large portion of her salary is tied to the box office and it's not tied to the streaming, because it's a whole nother world that no one's really sure how to measure. Like, well, yeah, if you make, for example, with a movie, right, in theaters, there's a certain amount of money (laughs) that is generated from people buying tickets and going to the theater for that movie. So you can go, okay, this movie made $10 million. There's like, that's so much more clear and cut and dry to be like, oh, I make 2% of the box office. When it comes to streaming, no one's paying generally speaking, no one's like, they're paying for the service already. They're not paying for each individual movie. So it becomes this like gray area where you're like, all right, well, where do I take my percentage from? Like, how do you measure how much a single movie made just streaming? It's so different. And then to bring up what you were talking about with Warner Brothers, like, I don't really know. Um, They've been doing this thing where now uh, Warner Brothers owns HBO. So the Warner Brothers streaming app is HBO Max. And they started they announced like maybe a year ago or less than a year ago that all of their movies going forward were going to be simultaneously on the streaming app and on in theaters and unlike what you were saying it's not paywalled it's not like what disney does where you pay an extra 20 bucks it's literally just i just saw the newest warner brothers movie on hbo max like a week ago right yeah and so that's also super controversial because You have directors like Chris Nolan who did the Dark Knight trilogy. He did Tenant. He did Dunkirk. He did Inception. He's done a million great movies. He left, he's leaving Warner Brothers over this. Like He made a statement saying, you know, a lot of like uh, Warner Brothers has like a lot of these directors and a lot of these uh, studios or not studios. Let me rephrase that. A lot of directors and actors and people in the movie business, they went to sleep at night thinking that they were working for the greatest movie studio in history, which is Warner Brothers. And they woke up the next morning finding out that they actually work for the worst streaming app, which is HBO Max. And so it's like HBO didn't consult any of their like top directors or any of anyone on their, like in their long list of like legendary like talent that they were gonna do this. They just like made the statement one day. And then now you have like Netflix's boss saying like, I will do anything to get Chris Nolan's next movie on Netflix which includes like maybe having a theatrical release first, which like they did for the Irishman, like they paid for that movie. They put it out in theaters, but then they also had it streaming. It's so weird. It's like all this stuff is just weird, like that no one's really figured it out yet. And it's causing so much problems for everybody. But at the same time, I feel like people really do want to go to theaters. Theaters are never really going to go away. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine theaters streaming could become huge, but I still will never believe that Americans will stop going to movie theaters like that is just so that's like so ingrained in like the culture (laughs) like how do you not go to the movies you know what I mean like that's literally just like where do you take a girl on a date like to the streaming (laughs) app you know what I mean like that's not gonna happen
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. Also, like, dude, uh,
1: I took her to Disney Plus, and then after that, I took her to Netflix. And then right after that, I was like, yo, I got HBO Max. Like, like, what are you going to do? you take a And then I forgot Kate. my password. Yeah, and then I forgot my yeah. password, bro. It's like, dude, you go to a movie theater, okay? You get dinner, You go to a movie theater. You don't just stay home, get Grubhub, and then surf through seven streaming apps. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen? But this this Scar Johansson thing, just to finish my thought on this, it's like just another, like – nail in the giant you know movie theater coffin or like it's just so weird everything is so gray area
0: yeah, it's it's so strange, and it, I'm really. It's funny when you you know brought up how it's really hard to judge like the box office, you know, stats with these uh, simultaneous releases, and that also goes for the TV shows because, to my knowledge, there isn't anything like a Nielsen rating, uh, like how you you know measure how many people are watching a television show at any given time, right? Uh, with with like streaming stuff, I remember I heard something about like you know around the time of the Loki finale that. There is some sort of stat that's like, oh, at this time, like you know, it reached like two million households or something. But like even then, like that's like you said, like this is why we're in the middle of of, of the of the streaming wars, not the streaming aftermath. You know, we're still right. trying to figure this stuff out. You're you're seeing, especially now, like award shows are starting to like nominate, you know, give these, you know, Netflix and and Hulu original films like their. Uh, their roses and shows like The Mandalorian and and uh, and WandaVision and shows you know strictly on streaming yeah. are you know being nominated for these huge awards at at you know all the the various award shows throughout the year. So it definitely is sort of a, a strange time. And the Scarlett Johansson stuff is definitely gonna def. I don't. This is not gonna stop. We're gonna keep hearing about this sort of thing with movies for weeks because I heard something on the way home that you know Emma Stone is thinking about doing the same thing uh, about opening a lawsuit against Disney for Cruella. Uh, for the same reasons about, you know, I'm sure she also had a, a contract where, you know, it was, t- or, there was incentives tied to, uh you know, box office numbers. And then, you know, you released a movie simultaneously and that hurts those numbers. So yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I agree with you. I don't think the movie theaters are going to go anywhere. And also my hot take, well, not, it's not really a hot take. I, I at least if it's the first date, I don't like going to the movies. That's not a great first <laughs> date spot for me personally.
1: Dude, that's a horrible first date. That's like when you're already together and you're on, you're going to date. Exactly. First date. Yeah. How are you going to talk at the movie, bro? Like, what? That's just not. You a can't. Good, you'll just
0: be an asshole. Like, if you know a guy I
1: mean? takes you to a movie on a first date, he's no good. He's just looking yeah. <laughs> for one thing and one thing only. All right, <laughs> ladies, know what I'm talking about? Overpriced popcorn. Yeah, he's just trying to. Blow it on the tuition prices at the concession stand. <laughs> the tuition
0: prices. What's the most amount of money you ever spent on snacks in movie theater? Off, off, the, off the cuff. Do you, uh, think
1: you know that I don't because when I was like a kid, I remember being at the movie theater and like here's the funny thing. You know when you're a kid and someone gives you twenty dollars and you think that you're Scrooge McDuck, like you're you think <laughs> you think that you just won the lottery, right? So yes. I remember going to the theater and the theater was like the first reality check. It was like the first like time where like (laughs) I felt like I was Bill Gates and I walked into the movie theater and with the $20 and I'm like, I'm going to buy popcorn and soda and like maybe two sodas and oh, they're both going to be extra large. And yeah, you bet I want butter on that popcorn. (laughs) And don't forget the juju bees, right? I was like so excited. And then the guy just looks at me and he's like, here's your your two sodas and your small popcorn. That's like 18 bucks, bro. And I'm like... (laughs) that's when i realized two things number one twenty dollars not rich okay and number two dude you need a tuition to go to the movies like this is insane bro yeah it's wild i definitely
0: you know i definitely knew i made it comfortably as an adult where i can go to the movies and you know not feel like shit when i left because i know how much money i spent and i'm just like struggling to like budget myself till my next paycheck. Uh oh my god. Especially there was like a cuz I don't I don't know what this was. It was like, you know, we'll, we'll get back on topic in a second, but there was I think it was like in like 2019 like the end of 2019, but I went to the movies like four times in a span of like 3 weeks. Like for, there was just like everything that I wanted to see was just coming out at one time because like the Rise of Skywalker came out in like November and then uh, Knives Out was still in theaters at the time and I wanted to see that and then Frozen 2 was out and I wanted to see that and there's like another movie in there that I went to go see but it was just like I, I went to the movies like so often that I had to take out a small loan from my bank and I still haven't been able to pay it back yet. It's a, quite
1: Just a right. small fortune yeah <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah nonetheless though it's gonna be interesting to see how this develops uh i don't expect to see any variants of black of scarlett johansson popping up in any of these marvel shows uh
1: coming up soon i don't and- know if variant is the best word to be using at a time like this kyle but i'm gonna let you <laughs> i'm gonna let it slide
0: Okay. Honestly, it's, man, Loki came out. Poor Loki, man. Loki definitely <laughs> like sparked the usage of the word variant, like variant. much more frequently, and then you know, <laughs> then the news oh, caught up, man. and it's like, yeah, it's how it happens. And um, on, on later, on oh, speaking of Marvel shows, uh, they announced that the uh, Hawkeye is coming out in uh, November twenty fourth. So, yeah, if you're into that, have fun. <laughs> we're gonna move past that very quickly. But yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get into one of our of our two topics today that I brought you on for Glenn. And what the people I'm gonna ex- say two words to the people of what they want to hear about. Educational television. Because <laughs> uh earlier this week, and this is something that that kind of blew my mind, and it's it, it's 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 a stupid topic, and we'll you know, we'll get to the meat of the podcast later. Uh the the children's television show Arthur uh, is being canceled after 25 seasons. Uh, I, I believe it's scheduled to end in the winter of 2022, uh, or, it's, or I think that's when the last season will debut. They apparently, I read some article online that they stopped making episodes of Arthur like back in like 2018 or something. So hmm. you know, whatever they've been making has been like what's left. So that's when I discovered that Arthur has been on the air for 25 years, and suddenly time felt like a lot smaller and my back started to hurt a lot more. Yeah. So Glenn, I'll ask you, I'll ask you, you know, you bit older than me. Are you an Arthur guy? Is that something you watch when you were growing up?
1: Dude, when I saw, <laughs> no. All right. The answer is no. And then when I looked at, <laughs> when I looked at what you were like, you're having me on this episode, right? So I'm looking at like the topics we're going to talk about. And I'm like, why does Kyle want me to talk about Arthur? I don't know anything about Arthur, bro. <laughs> Dude. The only thing I know about Arthur is like when I was a kid, like, the, the the book versions of, like, the show were popular. So, like, I know the characters, like, obviously I know what they look like and everything, but, like, the only thing that comes to mind now is the freaking dumbass meme of, like, yeah. his fist. Like, that's <laughs> literally the only thing I know. Like, I don't know anything about Arthur. I didn't know that it was a TV show, first of all. Okay. You really? Wow, I thought that maybe it was, like, a comic strip or something. I only saw it in book form. And then... Uh, <laughs> and then... um I know what they they look like, and I know like I I don't think I've ever even seen Arthur, bro. Like, this is gonna be funny because we're gonna have this conversation from the perspective of you know a little bit about this or at least a medium amount, and I know absolutely nothing. So I'm just gonna make fun of everything you say, bro. You're bringing me (laughs) into this to just make fun of Arthur.
0: (laughs) I'm here for it. Listen, so (laughs) that that's very funny. And it's it's very it's even funnier to me that you didn't even know that Arthur was a TV show. And yet you've definitely seen the memes because I feel like the memes is what's really like kept Arthur the zeitgeist around people in like our general age group because as a, so I'll expose myself, you know, as a kid, I watched a lot of Arthur growing up. It was, you know, it's a, it's a show that frequented in my house, you know, as a kid. And then as I had, you know, nephews come into my life, you know, that would also be something that we'd throw on in the background because it's, it's, you know, it's pain. It's painless. It's it's harmless. Yeah. Like it's safe. You know, it's an it's an aardvark wearing a sweater. Like what could possibly go wrong? Like <laughs> and so but it, and Arthur, you know, definitely taught me some some, some lessons. I remember in the real time uh, I learned I, I watched the, the, you know, the infamous episode with the fist. Where he, the, 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 context of the, I don't know if you, like, I'll give you the context behind that episode. Glenn, uh, Arthur gets mad at his baby sister and he punches her. Oh, he
1: actually does hit her. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. All right, That's a, yes. not, a lot, not safer than I thought actually.
0: Yeah. No, listen, Arthur <laughs> goes there sometimes, man. It definitely like, in, it, it externalized a lot of my fears. Uh, that were internal when I watched the show, like there's an episode where one of the characters like throws up in the cafeteria in front of everybody. And then has to like face the consequences of being the kid that puked in school. And I was just (laughs) like, Oh man, like I feel that like deep in my soul, like never wanted that to be me. I like my social, like my social capital as, as a, you know, a nine, 10 year old was already pretty low to begin with. Like (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't have survived, man. What if a kid was
1: like, yeah, I learned how to throw my first punch because of Arthur. He taught me how to ball up a fist and hit my sister.
0: It's po- it's it's very possible. But, you know, again, the show definitely lived on in infamy because of the memes. Yeah. Uh, it actually had a spinoff show where one of the characters on the show, like, travels around the country to like, you know, it's it was one of those weird, like, again, it, it was like a live action, like animated hybrid, like um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. But like with... Uh, yeah with, like, cartoon, you know, with, like, cartoon characters. And, like, it was one of those, like, educational, like, travel shows where, like, oh, yeah, like, these fa- this family lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Like, what's life like in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? In, like, I don't know, the mid-2000s or whatever. So, uh, and it was fun. You know, Arthur was also famous for having, like, guests hop on the show in, like, animal form. Like, I think there was an episode with Lance Armstrong uh, where Lance Armstrong was, like, a rat or something. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's definitely some famous cameos of of people in Arthur. Uh, that guy's the episode.
1: opposite of a rat. That guy got ratted on, bro.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stock, yeah, definitely not great. Uh, Matt Damon plays a version of himself in Arthur. Uh, the Backstreet Boys, uh, Jane Lynch, Alex Trebek, like <laughs> tons of people like show up as themselves. That's uh, actually
1: one of the coolest things about some cartoons and, and kid shows is that they all have like a long, awesome list of like cameos from like super famous people. Like if you look at, if you go on YouTube and look up like, you know, Sesame Street cameos, Sesame Street has had some of the best cameos for like 50 years. It's like an insane yeah. list of like the best stand-up comedians of all time. Like even people who you would never think would ever want to be on Sesame Street cuz like maybe they're super yeah. vulgar or like whatever. <laughs> it's like you could find clips of like Richard Pryor on <laughs> yes. Sesame Street and like Robin Williams that one makes more sense yeah. cuz he did a lot of kid stuff. Or behind. James
0: Gandolfini, you know like Yeah, a like yeah, like yeah. De Niro
1: is on like <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street. So like yeah, and then like if you look at voice acting stuff, you you'll be really surprised like how many like really like A-list at, like actors have done voices for like the most random like kid shows
0: yeah like again i just clicked on like one article that has like you know 15 of like arthur's most famous cameos and this list goes from everywhere from you know idina menzel uh you know the voice of of elsa in frozen uh to uh congressman john lewis so oh wow that's awesome yeah it definitely it definitely uh yeah rest in power uh definitely uh a Strange list, and it, and, and again, I just that I watch a show like up till current day. No, I have better things to do than watch cable television. Uh, but you know, I from what I and every now and then, like, you know, there'll be like uh, one of those like you know, very special episodes of the show that like pops up in my feed and, like, hits the news cycle, there's, like, Arth, you know, there's an episode where one of Arthur's teachers uh, comes out as gay and, like, they, like, go to, like, you know, his wedding without even realizing it, so you know, one of those, you know, very important teaching moments for kids, right. and you know, I, as, I, again, was this one of, like, my go-tos as, you know, when I was, like, you know, in that age where I would, like, watch these shows, or where, like, you know, my mom would, like, put these shows on for me, I wouldn't, it wasn't necessarily my first or second choice, but the fact that something like this could like a show like this can go on for 25 years. And a, I didn't even realize it. And B, you didn't even realize it was a show. Like that's, that's, that's quite, yeah. the, quite the feat. That's quite the run.
1: <laughs> I feel almost bad. Like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you spent 25 year year of your 25 years of your life making this thing that I don't know about. That's <laughs> sorry. That's
0: very <laughs> funny. That's I, I, I love that. But yeah, uh, Rest in rest, rest in power, Arthur. Uh the, the memes will be withstanding forever. Like I think they're hilarious. Like the one of like uh <laughs> just, like, out of context they are all great. Like the one with like the uh someone's like grabbing pancakes and a syrup all over their hands, like that's from Arthur. <laughs> oh like, yeah,
1: that meme. I know what you're yeah. talking about. That's so yeah. bad. That one is hilarious. Very popular one in one
0: of our group chats. Oh sure. my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough in these streets out here. Uh but yeah, listen, in that era of uh In in, in that era of educational television, uh, I was definitely more of a reading rainbow guy than I was an Arthur guy. So
1: I don't even, you know what's funny, man? Like, while we're on the subject, I think I remember my mom telling me at some point, she was like, Yeah, I could never get you to watch educational television when you were a kid. (laughs) Like, I don't know why she was like, He hated Barney. He hated Sesame Street. He hated all these like educational shows, which maybe makes sense why I had no idea what Arthur was. Um, yeah, I, I could, I don't remember, like, I'm trying to think right now, like, are there any educational shows that I grew up with? But I really don't think there were any that, like, I could think of. Like, I just wasn't one of those guys, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you're. I mean, you're also, like, a little bit older than I am, so, like, I feel like by the time that, like, I was, like you know, by the time I was like five or six, like you were already like out the age where you were probably playing with like action figures and stuff. So like it was probably one of those things where this might have just like skipped you because I feel like, you know, like yes, shows like Sesame Street and and Barney have been on for like, you know, forever. But like I feel like uh like the boom for educational television was in like the early like late late nineties, like early two thousands with like shows like this. And then like, you know, I come back as an adult and like you know, I found out that, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, LeVar Burton was in Star Trek. I knew him as that guy that read a book with Kermit the Frog one time when I was, like, yeah. nine. Like, that was cool. And I was hosting Jeopardy this week, by the way, which is great. Uh, it's fun not fact.
1: that easy being green.
0: <laughs> but, you know, what? I found out that uh, Kermit and Big Word were both Muppets, like, for some reason, like, blew my mind <laughs> as a kid, I'm not quite sure why. Because like, why isn't he on Sesame Street? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> Well, they yeah, because there's their Muppets and then there's Sesame Street, and it's like you don't cross the streams. I'm sure they've done some crossover. They have to have done some like Jim Henson extended universe thing.
0: Oh, that, is that next?
1: Is that That's the next, the next big thing? One? The Jim Henson universe, that the JHU. <laughs> the J-
0: I don't know if I'm ready for that for that can of worms to be opened, but yeah, let's uh, salute to Arthur. Uh, have fun. You know, well, I'll I'll see you in the reruns.
1: Uh, Wait, before we leave this topic. All right. Yes, you're at a movie theater, right? The credits yes. roll. There's an after credit scene. Oh no! Big Bird shows up. <laughs> I'm building a team. Okay. <laughs> Who do you got in your in your Jim Henson adventure adventures, bro? Who do you got? <laughs> oh, Who's your guy? Let's go. I'm gonna go oh, with. Man. All right, Big Bird. We kind of just have to have Big Bird, right? Kermit yeah. is definitely there. There's no way you're not in yes. Kermit.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's definitely like the two first two picks off the board. Yeah, so
1: we're going to have like the Iron Man, Captain America, Dynamic between Big Bird and Kermit, all right? And then we're going to have Elmo. My guy Elmo has to be there. There's no way. And then yeah. as the Hulk, we're going to have Oscar the Grouch.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice, man.
1: And then I think we could round the team out with Cookie Monster and the Count. The Count is gonna be like <laughs> the Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange of the crew, bro.
0: How many sequels will this spawn? One One two. sequel.
1: Two uh- sequel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I would see it's it's so like uh, it's so hard to pick because like there's so many good ones. Like I'm a big fan of Fozzie Bear. I'm a a, a I, I love Fozzie Bear. Uh big fan of you know, Gonzo, you know, especially from like those like uh I watched a lot of those like Muppet movies growing up where like I forget what it was. There was like one where like Gonzo and Rizzo the rat were like very prominent and like six in yeah. my mind for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but that that that's a fun one. Um but yeah, like I like uh, d-
1: I like Snuffleupagus. He's just <laughs> like tired all the time. Hello bird. <laughs> Hi bird. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like <laughs> Ross from Friends or something. Like he's just like <laughs> He's just sad all the time. He's like, oh, I relate to this character. He's like me. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I'm sad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, the man. character
1: who's like parents divorced when he was six, and he's just never, it's never been the same.
0: Yeah, it, it changed him. Oh, oh,
1: man. Beaker's a good one, too. I love Beaker.
0: Oh, Beaker. Yeah,
1: and then uh, <laughs> so uh well, I was just thinking of oh, Bert and Ernie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> listen, we've round listen. The Muppets extended universe can go on for uh for a minute. Uh I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that Jim Henson like like dark like adult comedy movie that they made? Like with the Muppets, like a what? Like, no. Yeah, there's oh my God. Uh there is uh what was it called? I I'm Googling Oh yeah. It was called The Happy Time Murders. It was a crime comedy film in 2018 starring <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and she the movie uh features like a shit ton of Muppets because it's it's uh like I think like partly
1: produced by the Jim That's Henson funny. company.
0: Yeah, the movie tanked. It was not great. Oh uh, I was do not remember a- that. That was yeah, more modern.
1: Was- yeah. Like it was like maybe like ten years ago or something.
0: Yeah, well, it came out. Yeah. In, it, then we came out in like 2018. So like, it came out. Oh, like, okay. So yeah. it is.
1: Re- oh, okay, there yeah, it's vi- it's recent.
0: very modern. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was bad. It was really bad. And we're too sad because, like, yikes. I like. I, I like. And, and again, and we could. And we could. You kind of use this as as another talking point of you know things that you know adapting things to be something that they're not necessarily meant to be. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think the Muppets belong in a like in in an adult crime comedy film with melissa mccarthy like yeah it should that should have stopped with Crank anchors on comedy central
1: and like (laughs) you 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 never know man because like on paper i agree with you like of course this didn't work out right but then it's like there are other movies that on paper sound equally as bad and then when you see the movie you're like wow that actually was pretty good like i don't know how they made that work like that movie ted with mark and the teddy bear like (laughs) maybe some of that stuff can work sometimes and you're just like oh okay it just depends but yeah this is definitely sound i'll agree with you this sounds bad and you know what else shouldn't work
0: most of the time but does work most of the time live action adaptations folks and that's gonna uh, this is why i'm the transition god because glenn tossed me (laughs) a dime and i slammed it home uh as we are going to uh, talk about the topic that we can both, uh, you know, provide a uh, decent input on is that, uh, again, also posted by Variety earlier this week, uh, a Pokemon live action series is an early development at Netflix. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, Variety dropped a story earlier in the week that there isn't a whole lot known about the project. We know about a couple of people that are attached to it. One of them being, uh, Joe Henderson, who is a writer and executive producer on the show, Lucifer. Uh, named after the DC Comics character, uh, which is on Netflix currently. Uh, never seen that show before. I've heard really good things about it. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, so I, I had a feeling something like this was going to be coming at some point. Uh, Detective Pikachu came out in 2019. Was a smash hit. It grossed over like 400 something million dollars in in the box office. Uh, in 2019, got a pretty decent like Rotten Tomato score. So. Uh, yeah, this, this is a thing that's, uh, that's, you know, it's happening at the very least. And in a time where we're getting some, you know, uh, some other Netflix live action adaptations, the Cowboy Bebop live action series is supposed to be coming out later this year. I, oh, I wow. Think. I actually yeah. did
1: not hear about that. That's insane.
0: Yeah. There, oh yeah. There's a live action Cowboy Bebop coming to Netflix. Um, um, you know, Netflix hasn't it has done this before with, with the Death Note live action adaptation, uh, and this is a thing that's been happening in media for a long time—not just specific to video games, but yeah. obviously, you know, you know, any sort of like fictional media is will be adapted to like a live action sort of setting. But I think what we're talking more so about is like things that are tra- have been traditionally animated, then being brought to life as like a live action sort of. Uh, Deal so because you know because obviously like you know uh, print media like comic books uh, novels stuff all to you know have been some of the the best uh, yeah. you know movies of all time so Glenn I'll I'll ask you this where, how do you feel about uh, where where do you stand on a Pokemon live action uh, uh, Netflix series you think something like this could work
1: um, I mean yes it can you know what I mean like of course there's a way there has to be some like way for this to work but there's a lot of ways for it not to work. You know what I mean? Like most of these things have not really worked out that well, but then again, I mean, Netflix did a really good job with the Castlevania series. So that's one thing. Um, I personally haven't really seen it yet, but everyone like the hard, the most hardcore Castlevania fans I know really like it. And I also know some people don't care about that video game series at all. And they also like it. So that's one good thing. The other thing is that, um, detective Pikachu was, it wasn't bad and it wasn't amazing, but it was like solid. Like it was like Decent. Yeah. Me personally, I didn't like like the way the Pokemon looked in it too much. Like it was a little too weird to see like a furry, furry Snorlax and like a yes. really furry <laughs> Jigglypuff. Like that stuff never kind of completely settled well with me. But um, it can be done. The thing is that I-, I think this is like a bigger conversation about like Nintendo right now is going through a lot with ex- making their IP and their franchises. Like more than just video games, and and they've been there's this bigger trend. So like lately, I don't know if you've been following it, but like next year we're supposed to get the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is a yes. 3D animated movie by the team that made like the Minions and stuff. Yes, and so, uh,
0: DreamWorks, I believe. Or yeah, Universal, well, the, the, Universal Pictures, Universal Pictures.
1: Yeah, but the the specific team I think is Illumination Studios. Um, But if you follow that whole thing, it's like it took forever for them to like cozy up to the idea because obviously they like you said these live action things they can go really bad and usually they do. And the Super Mario Brothers movie is like one of the worst movies of all time. And it's actually one of the worst adaptations of all time. Like it's like if you were gonna have it's actually pretty innovative on how bad it is. Like it yes. really <laughs> broke new ground on how like this went really wrong. Um and so apparently like the director of the the new animated Mario movie that's coming out next year. He was talking about how, like, dude, after that, like, he's, he had to talk to Nintendo for years before they trusted his studio to make this Mario thing. And the, the bad taste that that first Mario brothers movie left is just so insane that like, he's like, I had to have one-on-one conversations with Miyamoto himself. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know who Miyamoto (laughs) is, but I'm going to explain. He's the creator of super Mario brothers and Zelda. And he's one of like the biggest, he's the best game designer of all time. Dude's a genius, but like, that's his baby. And he's like, dude, I had to have like a million conversations with him um, before they would allow, like, they trusted me to do this movie. Obviously now they're making it and everything. Um, And the reason I brought that all up is just because um, they, that director of the Mario movie, they actually just recently said that he's like now on the board of Nintendo. So he's overseeing their entire new like agenda on taking their franchises and making them into movies or tv shows like now that's like a thing so clearly like it was like in the last month or so or two months that they announced that he's like officially on the board of nintendo so clearly they their plans are going to be insane and like the pokemon stuff for netflix not only does it make sense but like there have been rumors about uh i remember for years there was rumors about there there being a zelda series a live action zelda that was coming to netflix as well so like. Then you have like the Star Fox anime, like they made that one thing, like when Star Fox zero came out years ago, where it was like, they, it was like an episode one of like a potential anime and it was super cool. And, and it was like animated really well. And then they had like the Pikmin shorts in 3d that are like, they were Pixar quality picks like Pikmin shorts. So can this work? Yes. Am I excited about it? Yes. But it could also go really wrong. And if it goes wrong, I'm going to be really tight because it tells me that like all these other projects that I just mentioned, all these other things Nintendo's doing, like there's rumors of a Donkey Kong like movie or series coming, all of those things. If this Pokemon thing is horrible, I'm just going to assume that all of them are going to be bad, man. Like I'm not going to be able to handle this. Like I'm not going to be able, like it feels like the ball is already rolling to a degree where like, unlike the Mario movie where that came out, it was so bad that we didn't get any Nintendo movies again, right? This is now to a point where even if this Pokemon thing or the Mario movie next year is bad, it feels like they're already setting the groundwork for like, we're doing this anyway, and you're gonna get a million, you know, versions of our characters and movies and series and stuff. So I don't know, I'm like cautiously optimistic about it. Like it can be really cool though. Pokemon, the anime was really cool. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I echo a lot of those same sentiments. Like it's there the the balance can be so easily thrown off for something like this because like you mentioned, like the original Super Mario Bros. film adaptation is trash. It's a fun it's it's probably one of my favorite bad movies of all time because of the source material and you know, like, I, I remember uh, John Leguizamo, who played Luigi in the, in the yeah. movie, like, went on a radio interview and was just like, yeah. like, like, he was just like, I, it's one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my entire life. Like, Bob Hoskins said it was just like, he's never had so much regret in taking a role before, even though he was fantastic. Again, rest in power, king. Um, but, yeah, listen, as in, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you're not super surprised to see it happen. Like, like you said, Nintendo's definitely been a little bit more liberal with their IPs. The last couple of years so you know if this does take off you know like like it's like you know with with mobile games they definitely got their feet wet a little bit late for yeah. the game and now you know they're you know things like animal crossing pocket camp and fireman heroes are so huge uh in the mobile game market and if this does take off with the shows you know maybe we could get that you know legend of zelda uh tv series that was rumored to be uh, we would have been got- getting uh years ago and you know as for the the detective pikachu of it all i enjoyed that movie for what it was like i you know i was like listen i'm not going to go into here to expect like a traditional pokemon movie because it's not ryan reynolds is literally voicing pikachu and (laughs) i have to remind myself of that constantly like like that was a big i think that uh that was a big summer for uh josh bro no was that no, I think that might have been. I don't remember. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember if Deadpool two Deadpool two also came out in 2019. I don't. remember. Oh right. Either way, Wait, big summer yeah. for Josh Brolin. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's it's. I'm curious to see how it's going to go because, and it, again, this is I use this as an excuse to kind of like jump through the rabbit hole of live action adaptations for media and again it's it's happened all over the place you're seeing it now with disney you know they're taking some of their classics from like you know the renaissance era and they're you know rebooting them into live action to some pretty mixed success uh we've seen it with video games in the past obviously you know series is like resident evil uh and silent hill yeah. have translated pretty well to you know to live action but then you get things like uh, super mario brothers and mortal Kombat that don't necessarily work yeah uh but you then know what the
1: thing is the thing is though that for me like sorry to cut you off but like the no, thing no, go, go, is go that these movies have to be better than just good like yes the thing about these nintendo games and like pokemon and like zelda and mario and stuff it's that those games and franchises are really timeless and like you know obviously like dude, Pikachu and the original Pokemon, they're still super popular today. And that series is 30 years old. And then Mario, 35 years old, still like the first game, like Super Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong, the original games are still insanely popular and timeless. Like they need to hit that mark with these movies. Maybe I'm asking for too much, but me personally, like it kind of goes to the thing we talked about earlier in the show about the Marvel movies, where they're not bad. Like I actually like a bunch of Marvel movies. I'm not trying to like hate on the MCU or anything, Yeah. yeah. but it it is this thing where I'm like, I want these things to be better than just passable or better than just, Hey, you know, the Mario brothers movie was so bad that like, by comparison, this is pretty good. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Like the Sonic movie, I'm sure it wasn't like the worst movie ever, but that's not good enough. And even detective Pikachu, you know, I didn't hate it. I, I thought it was okay, but like, that's not good enough for me either. And, like, when I, whenever it comes to this stuff, like, I want it to be as good as the property that, like, it's coming from. And when you're taking Mario and Zelda, like, and Pokemon, these are, like, the best game franchises ever. Like, they are... No one would argue that Mario and yes. Zelda are not the best thing that ever happened in yeah. video games. So, yeah. when you're actually going to make a series, it I just want it to be something that I really like, even if I'm not a fan of the series. Like, it's it's just a good quality thing, you know? Like... The Dark Knight is a great movie, even if you don't care about Batman or the Joker or any of the nerd stuff. You're just like, I want to see a good movie. That movie is phenomenal, right? That's the level that they need to hit. Like, if you don't like video games, you'll be, you'll play Mario and be like, wow, like, I don't know. I didn't know I liked video games until I played that game. You know what I mean? Like, it needs to be like that, where you like it because it's just good. It's not just fan service and like, That's personally like if it doesn't hit that mark, I'm going to be a little disappointed and maybe I'm asking for too much, but that's kind of where my head space is on all these kind of things.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with what you're saying there. And again, I feel like the reason that they're making this at all is because of the recent success of of things like Detective Pikachu for uh, sure. yeah. And again, the the Glenn to to pay homage to the show that we do uh you know every week. The Sonic the Hedgehog of it all. That movie made a lot of money at the box office. Yeah, so, right.
1: Yeah, that movie so, actually did insanely well. So it's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and again no one I, no one I know, like even you, the most like biased propagandist, like sonic supporter of all time. You yes, would not, you would not tell me that that's a great movie. You would say like, Oh, it was fun. Like it's not, it's definitely not bad, but like the amount of money it made was definitely not correlated to how good the movie was. It was just that it was good enough to make a lot of money because people want to see these characters and that's it. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. It, it was that a cinematic masterpiece? No, it was not Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah. Was it a fun watch? Yeah, it was fun. Like Dude, it I, doesn't
1: even have to be Citizen Kane. Like, I just want it to be, Yeah. <laughs> like, for me, this Mario Brothers movie next year, it doesn't need to be uh, the best movie I've ever seen. It just needs to be, like, a Pixar-quality movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Pixar hits it out of the park, even if maybe, all right, maybe you don't like Toy Story 3 as much as you like Toy Story 1 or whatever. You know what I mean? Those movies are just consistently so good. That's kind of the level that they need to hit, in my opinion, for me to be like, this was worth my time. As opposed to just Mario's in a movie, so I'm automatically giving you my money. You know whether the movie deserves it or not. I, it's just because of the color Mario, I'm gonna go watch it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. On those grounds, uh, I, I'm and I'm with you. Listen, I, I'm I'm very easy to impress when it comes to like movies and stuff. I know that. I, I, It was funny. For a while, I thought that, like, taking film classes in college was going to ruin me because, like, the point of taking those classes is to, like, to, you know, to really break things down and, like, they really want you to critique and, like, find the flaws in, in certain films. You just can't say that everything's great. Uh, so, like, I definitely found myself, like, struggling to, like, you know, enjoy bad movies because I like, you know, I, I use the term bad, like, pretty interchangeably with, like, stupid like (laughs) if it's if it's like a dumb like if the concept's dumb like harold and kumar go to white castle is a dumb movie but i love it it's a fun it's because it's 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 a fun watch like clerks is a dumb movie but that's one of my favorite movies because it's you know it's 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 fun to watch yeah as long as the show is is fun and like if if it's cast well because that's another thing that you know people are going to be really uh keen on i know that with the cowboy bebop live action series they were very big on casting like asian actors you know for you know yeah. to, to play to, to play the role of you know uh, traditionally Asian characters. So it's going to definitely be an interesting series to you know way to see how to go about it. It'll be fun to see what kind of formula they go for. They're going to just going to do Pokemon in live action. Is it going to be you know incredibly episodic of like okay here's your. Here's your character of the week. Here's your, yeah. you know, here's a, here's a gym. like, I don't know how they're going to go about it. I'm very curious to see what information comes from this. Uh, I wonder,
1: because- I wonder about that too, because if you'll notice, like, like, I'm sure that if Netflix is doing this and it's Pokemon, it'll be an extremely high budget show. But if you notice, when you think about episodic shows like on Netflix or even on HBO, they almost never do, um they almost never do concepts or shows, uh, that are like super high, uh, requiring of CG because like when it's episodic and when it's like, it's a whole different universe than making a movie, like the CG ends up being worse in shows than it would be if it was a live action movie. And so if it's a live action Pokemon movie or TV series, and then like, they have like 3d Pokemon, I just wonder like, how are they going to pull that off in a way that isn't like either like really, really cheap looking, or maybe it's really cartoony and they figure out a way to make that work. Like I'm at the very least, I'll say like, of course, I'm so interested in seeing what this is going to look like. Like all of these Nintendo properties, I need to see what they do with this. Like that Mario movie coming out next year, man, like not only do I hope it's amazing, but like I, I just don't even, this is a new territory for Nintendo. So like for yeah. me, I'm just like, dude, I can't wait to see what this looks like. So yeah, Pokemon, like I'm cautiously optimistic, but at right now I'm actually very excited. I didn't think about it until we're talking about it now. Actually, I'm definitely very excited to see like the first glimpse, like when they finally show us what it looks like. That part of it, I'm really excited about
0: yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. And listen, like we said, if this does well, and, you know, it, it's Netflix, like Netflix isn't uh, definitely put some some budget behind a lot of their original shows, if you've watched any of them. Uh, so I, I'm definitely not worried about that aspect of it, because it is Pokemon, and I think they're definitely going to put, like, their best foot forward with that. Um, and like we said, if this goes well, uh, you know, I, I, as someone, again, I've said this on your podcast before. Uh I am. uh, I say I'm a fringe Zelda fan, but I'm also a fringister like uh, Metroid fan and <laughs> there's been there's been like every every couple of months like you know internet will catch wildfire with like a celebrity that looks eerily similar to like a fictional property and they'll be like oh my god like why you know the was like oh Tom Holland would be great as uh, Nathan Drake in an Uncharted movie oh, and guess yeah, what they're, they're making an that. Uncharted movie so like yeah. the, the internet caught wildfire like years ago or like oh yeah like uh, Brie Larson would be great as the role of Samus in a Metroid movie and Brie yeah. Larson like you know very open with, with you know with her with her nerd fandom was like yeah hell yeah i'll do it and i was just like <laughs> oh that'd yeah. be sick so like i feel like th- if this does well there's definitely an, an avenue to where uh this is successful you know yeah it, am, am i expecting this to be the death note live action film no that was garbage. Am I expecting this to be, you know, like like, like we said, is, is this going to be like an, anim- an animated masterpiece? Probably not. Is it going to live up to the hype of the original series? I don't think so either. Um,
1: which, by know. the way, also, Maybe. yeah,
0: but, yeah. which, by the way, uh, the entirety of the original Pokemon a- uh, anime is on Netflix, by the way. It makes great oh, background noise. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, uh, yeah, like, so-
1: I hope that they do, one of the things I just thought about is like, um, just hearing you talk about like the actors and stuff, like, for example, the Nathan Drake thing, and actually HBO is making A the last of us uh serialized tv series um so yeah this is like the new the next like 10 years of our lives the way that the last 20 have been dominated by superhero movies i think video game stuff is gonna be like maybe not as big because it's not as story heavy but like we're gonna see a lot more video game movie stuff um but the thing i was gonna say was that like i just hope that they do what's right for the property and not like so for example, the Mario movie next year, it's like, it's actually animated. It's not live action, which, which like I don't know who thought a live action Mario movie would have been a good idea. But like they should pick what's right for the project. So like Metroid for example, that would be insanely cool as a live action movie. We've already we've already seen movies that do something similar. Metroid is based off of Alien. So yeah. we've already it's literally in the DNA of it, you know? And then something like Zelda, I think Zelda would I I really I hope I'm wrong, but I think a live action Zelda would not be as good as an animated Zelda, like a Ghibli style. Yeah. Zelda. I think it's so funny because if you actually are a super deep nerd on all of these franchises, the way I am, you'll know the DNA of each of them. And for example, Zelda has been copying Ghibli forever. Like yes. <laughs> the Koroks are literally copied off of the creatures that are in um That are in princess mononoke in the forest like they're literally almost identical and like there's a lot of musical things that they've copied and then like breath of the wild is very much like princess mononoke there's like so much overlap between ghibli and zelda that that is the right direction for zelda and then mario is you know he's based off of mickey mouse and stuff so animate him being animated makes sense (laughs) and then metroid is obviously based off of you know alien and like the 80s sci-fi movies like Ba- do that with her, you know, and I think um, it actually goes full circle because Star Fox is based off of, like, the Jim Henson Muppet stuff, and that's why they had, you know, the, the, the Star Fox puppets made oh, by the Jim yeah. Henson Studio. Actually, if you go <laughs> to the Nintendo World Store right now in, in New York City, you'll see the Star Fox puppets that are, they actually had them made at the Jim Henson Studio for that E3 conference. So, like, you know, the, these things, like, if you care about these franchises, like, I hope they just make it the right way. You know what I mean? So I I have faith in the the Mario thing because of like, again, hearing that like the director was like, dude, Miyamoto like had to speak to me directly for months before this thing got greenlit. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear that like no one wants to do this and you need to convince me to do this. The (laughs) idea needs to be great. And that like the security is like eight clearances. It's not just like, here's our property, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I
0: definitely I definitely don't want like a because we just it's funny you just mentioned that because uh, in my last episode, I did a review of Space Jam, A New Legacy with one of my friends. And we talked about how like a lot of that movie feels like it's like a some someone brought up something to, to a producer and the producer did not say no. So like <laughs> I feel like there's like no there's like no security clearance on that film yeah. at all, which is why it, it feels like a mess at the end of the day. And with Pokemon, it's very easy for that to happen. So I agree. As yeah. long as there's, like, the right people, like, attached behind this project. And again, from what I understand about the show Lucifer, I've heard it's good. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Uh, I did not... I actually did not know that I was, like, based off of a DC property for the longest time. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very... And maybe I'll, I'll I'll go watch a couple episodes of that just out of, like, morbid curiosity. But, yeah, listen, uh, go. go I, I'm very excited for this. And, listen, uh, if you're... I, also, uh, like I mentioned before, this is not, like, the first partnership between Pokemon and Netflix because uh, not only is the entire original, like, Indigo League of Pokemon available on Netflix, but I believe the newest season of the Pokemon anime airs exclusively on Netflix now, which is... Oh, uh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. And it's also... It's it's really fun. The Pokemon anime, as, like, as a last, like, talking point here, uh, has really come a long way in the last, like, six or seven years, like... It's like as 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 an anime man, you know. I'll get on my soapbox momentarily for a second, but for anime standards, it's 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 gotten very very good. It's not just yeah. monster of the week Saturday morning
1: cartoon shenanigans. It, it's got heart. It's got it's got soul. <laughs> Dude, I, I the the Pokemon people don't give Pokemon anime enough credit for. Like, anime was already bubbling up here in the West, like in like the eighties and stuff like in the nineties, but it was still so niche. And when Pokemon came out and the anime came out, that was like the, the last bit of heavy lifting of popularizing anime in the United States that was done by the Pokemon anime. Like people yes. forget that that is like the last, like a bunch of things had, un, had it like, you know, helped unscrew the jar and like, you know, helped it open up. But Pokemon was that last twist where it was like pop. And then, you know, you got pickles everywhere
0: yeah um <laughs> uh, i'm I love Pokemon, man. I'm very excited. I want this to succeed. It's like i want it's like watching one of my kids like you know, do well, like I want this to have legs and and be good, and we can get multiple seasons of uh, Pokemon, you know, at, at, you know, adapted to Netflix. And again, as more information comes out about this, I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, listen, uh, Glenn, we, we've reached the end of, of our time here today. Uh, thank you for joining me on this awkward journey through both educational television and, and, uh, Pokemon and everything in between.
1: So how are you feeling? Do you feel whiplash yet? Dude, this went by so fast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this was fun though. I as, didn't realize how like
0: fast an hour goes by until I'm on my lunch break at work, and then I just immediately get thrown back into like the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like One it's... last
1: question before we go, all right? please. We fast forward to a year from now, right? You're watching the Pokemon live action TV series on Netflix. You get to the season finale. It's over, right? Uh huh. Credits roll. There's an after credit scene. Oh no! You see Ash catch him from. <laughs> And he's like, I'm starting a team. And then you see he's like, he's literally talking to Star Fox. He's talking to Fox McCloud. And then it just cuts to black. And then it's just like Smash Brothers coming in two years or whatever. And it's just they're going to cross over all these properties. And you're going to have John Leguizamo come back as Luigi. And you're going to have all these horrible decisions being made. Are you hyped? Yes or no? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i would i would i would have to go watch that movie man i would have to i'd have to see it i'd have to like oh boy there was something that came out a while ago it was some uh it was like a fake movie trailer for the avengers if it was like the initial like fake cast list was the avengers so like tom cruise <laughs> sound like tom cruise is like captain america and oh like, god uh, elijah wood or like elijah wood is playing spider-man or something like it's like some like it's it's absolute anarchy. Like I would watch something like that, and listen. You know that that's where this is gonna go. If any of this stuff ends up like
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> becoming successful, like Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, and you know, like just just bring back everybody. Uh, if if I if I am still alive by the time they make a Super Smash Brothers movie, it'll be too soon. I don't. I I. <laughs> I so Glenn, thank you again for joining me today. Uh, where can the people find you if they want more uh, Glenn in their life?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SuperGlintendo. I just talk about Smash and Nintendo stuff, video games. I don't really talk about pop culture as much on there. So, um, but yeah, definitely follow me on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to listen to an awesome, big Galaxy Brain Nintendo podcast, the Glintendo podcast is on every single podcast platform. comes out every week. Check it out. Or don't. Honestly, I don't even care, bro. I <laughs> want to just be a, a jerk and not check out another podcast. Bro, there's too many podcasts. I get it. All your friends have a podcast. It's annoying. I get it. But trust me, if you're a Nintendo fan, mine is the best. I'm goaded out here. Anyway, that's where you can find me. And that's it.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. There's only two podcasts it. in existence. My podcast and Glenn's. That's it. So yeah, if you talk Everything... about
1: another man's podcast other yeah. than ours,
0: it's on site don't talk about your podcast on the first date. That's, that's, that's my dating advice <laughs> for the week. Uh, and that's all you guys are going to get from me. Uh, yeah. but yeah, thank you again for your time, Glenn. Uh, I appreciate You're very welcome, you. Sir. And if listen, by the time this comes out, if you guys want to hear me and Glenn commentate, super smash brothers, we're going to be doing so this weekend in Brooklyn together. So, uh, you guys can look forward to that. I'll put the stream links out on somewhere. I'll, I'll scroll it gently across the screen as the, as the credits roll. If you guys want to watch that, but, uh, <laughs> because I edit these now, because I can do that. I have power. Um, anyway, you guys, if you want to hear more of me, follow me on Twitter at Koopa NJ, um, Koopa NJ across platforms, uh, if you're into that uh, sort of thing. Uh, follow the show at Up Pod, uh on Twitter. Email us questions at gmail.com. I really got to get better at advertising that stuff. And what I also got to get better at advertising is that we are also on all the streaming platforms. We're on not only on YouTube in video form. We're on anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcast, Google podcast. If you can manifest a podcast site, we are on it. And uh, especially on anchor, if you guys listen to me on anchor, uh, I get a kickback uh, money wise. So if you guys are, uh, you know, trying to support me directly, uh, please check me out. Uh, you know, leave a like a review, uh, any sort of comment uh, really, really helps. And uh, yeah, yeah, Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend, folks.
1: Peace, babes.